today's topic is a heavy one, and it may not be easy, um, but I believe that, on the, again, on the other side of difficult, we often find what is best. And so to start today's message, I would love it if you would stand, if you can stand to your feet in honor of reading God's word. We're going to let the words of Jesus and Luke's gospel just kind of set the tone and set the stage for us this morning. So when Jesus was talking to his disciples here, he was helping them understand that they would be hurt. Um, they would be disappointed, that they, they might be betrayed by somebody close to them. So this is what it says. It says, one day Jesus taught his disciples betrayals are inevitable, but great devastation will come to the guilty one, to the guilty of betraying others. There's another version that says it this way, that it's impossible that no offense would come, okay? There, there are times when we're gonna stumble. People will hurt us, right? They will let us down. They may betray us. Jesus said that's gonna happen. And then he says this, so be alert to your brother's condition. And if you see him going the wrong direction, cry out and correct him. In other words, let's not just pretend that it didn't happen. Um, let's confront them and let's kind of, you know, deal with the thing. And we're followers of Jesus, so we try to make things right. Our goal is reconciliation. He's a God that reconciles. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to deal with it and we're going to try to find healing. And it says, if you see him going the wrong direction, cry out and correct him. If there is true repentance on his part, forgive him. Let it go. Let, let him off the hook. Release it. Forgive them. I'm just over it, right? And then Jesus says something that's incredibly challenging. And he says, no matter how many times in one day that your brother sins against you and says, I'm sorry, I am changing. Forgive me. You need to forgive him each and every time. The disciples are hearing that. And, and perhaps thinking the same thing that some of us in the room are thinking, I'll give you one time, not two, not three in a day, maybe in a lifetime, not two, not three, not four times in a day, no. But this is what the disciples said. Upon hearing this, the apostles said to Jesus, Lord, you must increase our measure of faith. Increase. We need more faith to do that. So the title of today's message is Breaking Betrayal. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for who you are. You are our God of grace. Grace upon grace, waves of grace. You are a God of love. And Lord, you're a God of understanding. And, you know, when we mess up, Lord, we come to you and you are a God that just embraces us and holds us and brings us back. You're a God of the comeback. And so, God, this morning, I just pray that grace would be all over this message. In your mighty name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. All right. So... Big question. Who betrayed you? Who lied to you or lied about you? Who mistreated you or took advantage of you? Last week, we talked about letting go of offenses, and that's relatively easy when someone does something one time, or maybe if it's small, it's, it's not so easy when it's not one time or when it's something that's very, very big and very, very painful, especially so when you're betrayed by someone that you trusted or someone that you admired or somebody that you loved dearly and you always wanted to believe, you know, the best of them and for you. And so who betrayed you? Who betrayed you? It, it, it could have been a roommate who stole something from you. It could be a kid in school that's bullying you, right? Or, or said stuff about you online. Um, that's kind of a common thing right now. It could have been a boyfriend that lied to you and, and then end up, ended up lying about you. Um, it could have been a dad that you simply wanted to please. And, and no matter what you did, he always seemed to make you feel small 
and insignificant. It might have been a spouse that you trusted in and believed in who betrayed your trust and crushed your heart. It could have been an authority figure in your life. Someone that you admired, somebody that should have protected you, but that person did not protect you, but maybe they touched you in a way that was inappropriate and in their twisted and sick way, somehow they made you think that it was your fault. Who betrayed you? Who hurt you? Do we, do we really, here's the question. We talk about forgiveness. Do we really need to forgive when, it, when we kind of know in our hearts or feel like we know that they do not deserve it? And if we're supposed to forgive them, how in the world do we do it, <laughs> right? How do we do it practically? How do we forgive if maybe if they're still even doing things that feel unforgivable? I simply don't understand Maybe some of you were asking that question last week. If you've been betrayed in a significant way, and I don't know necessarily what it is, but I promise you, I I have some sense of of understanding in my own own life. We've all had probably some sense of betrayal in our life in one form. Some are easier to talk about. Maybe they're further away in the past. Some are more recent. Some were, you know, from from peripheral people in my life, Uh, you know, maybe work kind of a situation, uh, and some were people who are, you know, very, very close to me. And then there's the situation where somebody hurts one of my kids, right? <laughs> Game on. <laughs> I don't know about you, but sometimes it almost feels like a, a, a dragon kind of rises up, you know, um, you know, some kind of uh, this thing swells up inside of you. And it's almost more difficult to forgive when somebody hurts somebody that you love. What do you do? And, and how do you forgive when you don't feel like it? And what if you even try and it just doesn't seem to go away? It's a little bit like trying to vacuum up a piece of paper or lint. How many of you have done this that just won't come up and you're vacuuming and there's, there's something on the carpet and you go over it, you know, with your perfect technique that you've worked out and you brush it back and forth a few times and it doesn't come up. And so rather than, you know, stoop down and pick it up, you go at it from another angle several times and it doesn't come up and you attack it from another angle. And with all the power of the Lord in you, you can do all things through Christ, you know, who's gives you strength. And when it doesn't come up, what do you do? You, you reach down and you pick up that piece of lint. You look at it, you put it back down, and then you put the vacuum cleaner over it again, right? You throw it back down and you try again. <laughs> what, what do you do when you get a, 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 when you go at deep hurt or betrayal from every angle and you can't seem to pick it up. You can't seem to forgive. I hope you'll understand blanketing this message that God loves us and that his heart is for us and it is for our own good when he tells us to forgive. So let that just kind of cover this whole thing. Let's, let's, look, at, let's look at this from three different portions of scripture, just really quick. I, I put them on your notes. 
the backside of the bulletin, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, verses 43 and 44. Jesus says, Your ancestors have also been taught, love your neighbors and hate the one who hates you. That sounds like a good plan, right? I mean, you know, love the people who are nice to you uh, and hate the people that are mean to you. But then Jesus continues, however, (laughs) I say to you, love your enemy and bless the one who curses you. Paul said this in Ephesians chapter 4, 32. But instead, be kind and affectionate toward one another. Has God graciously forgiven you? Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Jesus' love. Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 6 will stop you in, his tra- in your tracks. He says, when you pray, when you pray, make sure you forgive the faults of others so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you. But if you withhold forgiveness from others, your Father withholds forgiveness from you. It's like there's a wall that gets put up somehow. And, and so we, we, forgiveness, he's telling us, is an important part of our journey, important part of our life. I've forgiven you freely, so forgive others freely. God tells us clearly to forgive. If we are to forgive, what does that mean really? <laughs> what do we do? How do we do it? it? In order to really understand what does it mean to forgive, let's start with first with what it doesn't mean. A couple things. First of all, we need to understand. We said this last week, but I just want to reiterate it. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is to forgive doesn't mean that you, you know, you, you wipe your brain, you have no memory, no recollection whatsoever. It's not saying that it, something never happened. It's not sweeping something under the rug. It's not saying what that person did to you wasn't completely wrong or that it wasn't sinful. It's not saying that you have to be a doormat <laughs> for the rest of your life. It's definitely not saying that you have to allow someone to continue to abuse you, no, or continue to hurt you, uh, or, or that you just need to smile and just take it. That's, that's not it. It's not saying that, you know, you, you still send them Christmas cards um, and always put a heart emoji on everything that they post on Instagram. It's not saying that that's not what forgiveness is. You can actually forgive someone, and this is the next thing in your notes, and still create healthy boundaries. <laughs> and that can be important for some of us. You can forgive someone and say, yes, I've let it go, but we need to rebuild trust maybe to get back to where we were before because of the consequences of what you did. And and so we can forgive and still need to rebuild relationship over time. In other words, forgiveness is not always uh, forgetting. Uh, And so what else? Forgiveness also, (laughs) and we know this, because we feel it in our hearts, forgiveness isn't fair. (laughs) There's nothing fair about it at all. I I just let you off and everything that you did was was wrong. It's just just gone now. It's not fair. It's not natural. It's fair in our minds to pay them back, right? Uh, You hit me on the cheek. It's fair that you've got one coming back. (laughs) That's what fairness feels like, right? Well, Jesus says, Pray for your enemies, right? Yeah, you hurt one of my children. Where's, where's my guy back here? You hurt one of my children. Justice says that I'm going to have some vengeance to pay. <laughs> where's the mother bears in the house, right? <laughs> but Jesus says to pray for your enemies. 
okay, yeah, I'll, I'll pray for my nose. I pray that they have hemorrhoids, you know? <laughs> Can we do, I don't know. Is that off limits? I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. Forgiveness isn't fair. I've, I've shared several times about the pastoral care group that I'm a part of where this, the central theme of the group is sharing and carrying each other's lament. And that, at first, at outset, for me as a follower of Jesus for all of my life, that felt a little funny. It felt a little bit weird. But then I, I discovered this is huge in Scripture. We carry each other's burdens. And, and so we come and we, we share. We only meet once a month. And honestly, some of the stories that I've heard my pastor brothers and sisters share in that group have caused a rage to well up in me because some of the things that have been done to them and said to them is so hurtful and so painful. And so that kind of like that thing that wells up and it's, it's kind of even difficult to describe partly because I can identify so closely with some of, some of the stories being shared. But I mean, some of the stories were about leaders, you know, elders in the church, you know, saying and doing such horrific things. Things, and yet still being esteemed highly by the, by the church who didn't know what was being said or, you know, behind the closed doors, you know. And, I, and so you, in your heart, you're like, I want fair, God. <laughs> what is going on? You've, you've got to be fair. And, and um, it, what's interesting is we like, we like it when God's not fair to us. <laughs> now, let me make this statement and then I'll, ex- I'll, I'll explain it. He's always just, but God is not always fair. It doesn't always feel fair, at least to us. But if God was always fair, then I would get what I deserve. God's always just, but he's not always fair. And he's not always fair to our benefit. In fact, I love the power of Psalm 103. It tells us that God does not treat us as our sins deserve. He's just, but he's not always fair. He doesn't, it says, get even with us for what we've done. In other words, we deserve much less, but he gives us grace. He gives us grace higher than the highest of heavens. That's how high your tender mercy extends. Greater than the grandeur of heavens above is the greatness of your loyal love towering over all who fear you and bow down before you farther than a sunrise to a sunset. That's how far you've removed your guilt from us. Forgiveness isn't necessarily the same thing as forgetting, and forgiveness isn't always fair. So what is forgiveness? This is what it comes down to. We just read it in Scripture several times. Forgiveness is giving others what God has already given us. Forgiveness is offering to other people the same grace that God has offered to us. For those of you that are followers of Jesus, let me ask this question. Have you been forgiven anything? (laughs) Have you been forgiven anything by our loving and just God? Have you experienced grace that you didn't deserve? You know, have you been the beneficiary of the mercy and the goodness of our God, our Father? I have. Many, 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 every day. And so, I mean, some of you may, okay, 
Maybe, maybe some of you are perfect in the room, and if you're perfect, please just sit there and look self-righteous, please, because people who are perfect, I assume, are good at that. Um, but you can just sit there. You can just sit there and, you know, polish your halo. But for the rest of us, let me tell you something. This is a place, this, is, this place is for imperfect people, forgiven people, people who need grace. And, and love the grace of God. I don't know what you've been forgiven of, but oh dear Lord, I have been forgiven of some stuff, right? I have been forgiven of some stuff in my life. I've been forgiven of stealing, and of, of cheating, of, of having lustful thoughts, of, of having hateful thoughts, of doing hurtful things, of, of you know, betraying people. I've experienced grace that I did not deserve mercy from my God and forgiveness because of Jesus. That's huge. And so what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is giving to others the very same thing that our good God has given to us. It's the power of the gospel. It really is. And John, 1 John 1, 9 tells us that if we freely admit our sins, somebody say sins. Is it okay to still say sins in our culture today? <laughs> you know, because what we read and what we hear many times is we're all good people. We're all good. Truthfully, in the scriptures, it says we all fall short, right? We're all, we all fall short, but we've all messed up. But what is sin? Let's, let's focus on what is sin. The, the word in the Greek is an archery term that simply means to miss the mark. You can miss the mark by this much or, or this much, but we've all missed the mark. But if we bring it to God, if we admit it, it says, if we freely admit, if we freely admit our sins when his light uncovers them, he will be faithful to forgive us every time. God is, what does it say? What does it say? God is just. God is just. He's not always fair, and that's to our benefit, but he's always just. God is just to forgive our sins because of Jesus. Because of Jesus, and he will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Forgiveness is giving to others what God has given us. In other words, the gospel isn't just, listen to this, this is, this is, this is where it's at. The gospel isn't just receiving forgiveness, but it's in giving forgiveness. Amen. It's not just being the recipient of the grace of God, because we all are, but it's in giving his grace to others. I'll say it this way. Forgiveness doesn't just flow to us. As disciples of Jesus, forgiveness flows through us. It flows to us, and then it flows through us. It's undeserved mercy, undeserved grace, undeserved goodness to us that continues to flow through us. Forgiveness doesn't just flow to us, it's designed to flow through us. The question is, here's the big question this morning, how's your flow? <laughs> how's your flow? How's your flow? Grace is flowing to you. Forgiveness is flowing to you undeservedly, right? How is your flow? How, the, in fact, the Lord's Prayer, a lot of us are familiar with it, right? And if, you, if we just start to recite, we'll get to a little part about forgiveness. This, this is what Jesus said. This is how you should pray. You want to know how to pray? This is it. And you pray. Let's say it 
for those of you who know it, our Father, who art, say it out loud, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and then watch for it, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass us. Do we want to pray that? <laughs> some, of, some of us, you know, think about that. Do we really want to pray that? Forgive me just like I forgive them. <laughs> Did you ever catch that part? <laughs> forgive me like I forgive them. Forgive me as I forgave my boss, who I really just still don't like. <laughs> Forgive me like I forgave my ex-spouse. I just put tax under her, her tires. <laughs> I don't know. I don't ever, I've never had an ex-spouse, so I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> but forgive me like I forgive others. I like how the Passion Translation reads it. Listen to this. Forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. How's your flow? Forgiveness isn't just that which flows to us, but it's that which flows through us. Why would, here's the question that some of us are asking. Why would God ask us to forgive in this, like these types of big situations that we're talking about, these big betrayals? Why would he ask us? There could be many reasons why he asks us uh, to forgive, but one of the top reasons, and this is just my thought, that he would ask you to forgive something that maybe seems unforgivable and isn't fair, is because God loves you so much. He loves you so much, and he doesn't just ask you to forgive someone else to heal the other person, and here's where, it at. Here's where it's at. This is ex explaining that. He asks you to forgive to bring healing to the wound in you. In other words, forgiving someone else, the person that betrayed you, the person that stuck that dagger in and twisted it and turned it, and it was painful and it hurt, the person that lied about you, the person that cheated uh, you, forgiving them may not set them free, <laughs> but forgiving someone else always sets you free, always. Why would God ask you to forgive? Because he loves you so much and he wants to see you free. I prayed so much about this message because I know this might bring up some significant wounds for some of us. And this isn't always easy. But listen, listen. Easy is to hold a grudge. That's what easy is. Easy is to hold on to that thing. Easy is to live in bitterness. Easy is to wish the worst for someone who deserves something bad. That's easy. We can do that. Um, easy is to continue to plot and to rehearse what they did and to rehearse what they will say the next time you see them. Easy is to, to, to not talk and, and to not try to heal. Easy is to let the enemy continue to split your family. Easy is is to walk in hatred and unforgiveness. That's easy. 
Forgiveness is not always easy. It's easy to remain bitter. It takes faith to forgive. Remember that verse that we started with where the disciples heard Jesus talking about forgiveness? What did they say? Upon hearing this, this is what they said. Lord, you must increase our measure of faith. It takes faith to forgive. Increase our faith. Increase our faith. What does faith do? This is what faith does. Faith enables me to see an opportunity for freedom where others only see an opportunity for offense. You see that? Faith empowers me. Faith, uh, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, you feel gracious necessarily. It doesn't mean that you feel excited about this. It, I, you know, I'm just letting this go. In fact, you may not feel anything. Faith often activates long before feelings follow. You know, I'm, I'm choosing by faith. I don't feel it right now in my flesh. Maybe I'm even still angry in my flesh, but I, st I still feel betrayed. But by faith, I'm choosing to offer the same thing that God offered to me. By faith. Forgiveness might be a process. It might happen a moment. It may take some time. God, increase our faith. I, I need faith for this one. It's not just me. I need Holy Spirit power. I need, I need faith to forgive. It takes faith to believe that on the other side of the offense, there's something better than holding on to a grudge. So let's pause for a second. I, I want to talk um, to those of us that, you know, that are in relationships that may be struggling right now. And it takes faith to forgive, right? It takes faith. It's not easy. There's um, someone that our family loves dearly that had called us. This has been a few years ago now, but we were up here in Rapid, so not that long ago, where there was a significant betrayal in his marriage. A good friend of mine. And now the betrayed spouse, you know, biblically, you could say that, well, he has grounds for divorce. You, you, know, you committed adultery, therefore um, there are biblical grounds for divorce. And, and that's hard. That, it, it wrecks families. It, it does. Trust is broken. As hard, as hard as it may be, adultery, any other kind of relational turmoil, you know, there's always the option. You know, as a pastor, I, I come in to my office and <laughs> a lot of people, when they come into my office, they're, they're in places of, relational turmoil. And, you know, my prayer and my heart is always that, you know, this could be grounds, this could be something, you know, where it tears a marriage apart. It could be. But it's also grounds for forgiveness. If we allow the grace of God to, to cover, right? It, 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 nothing's easy about that. You, you can choose to walk away, and many do. Or you can choose to have faith and offer something that someone absolutely, you know, doesn't deserve. And I, I can't tell you what to do in your marriage because I don't know the whole story. And um, 
I, I, don't, I don't want anybody to stay in a situation where you're not safe. But I can tell you this. Here's what I can say about relationships, and I'm pretty sure about this. Every good marriage is made up of two very good forgivers. Because we're imperfect. And, and we all need so much grace. Uh, I want to freely offer grace. So when you start to pray about and think about and lean into this, <laughs> we're tempted to ask the question, how much forgiveness do they deserve, though? <laughs> how much forgiveness do they deserve? And here's the thing. We're not asking how much forgiveness they deserve. Here's the question I want you to think about. We're asking how much freedom do you want? How much freedom do you desire? That's the question. Let it go. It takes faith to forgive. And that, that doesn't mean that relationships are, are automatically healed. <laughs> a lot of times it, there's a lot of stuff to work through if, 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 if it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out. But it's choosing to say, what you did to me is no longer going to hold me prisoner. It's not. What you said is not going to limit my future. That betrayal will not hold me down. I'm not going to let it pollute my heart. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let it poison my soul. Yes, what you said was wrong. Yes, what you did to me was not fair. And it was definitely not right. It might have been even years of abuse, but I'm not going to let it rob me from years of my future. I'm not going to let it rob me by continuing to dwell in the past. So by faith, I choose to let it go. I'm not a victim anymore. And I'm not a prisoner. It takes faith to forgive. Lord, increase our faith. Tim Keller is a pastor and an author. He writes, one of the most terrifying scenes, I'm going to close with this, in all of literature is, is in um, Arthur Miller's play, The Death of a Salesman. Willie Loman is a traveling salesman who feels that he is largely a failure and his self-pity leads him to regularly cheat on his wife when he travels. And his, ra his rationalization um, is, you know, I've had a hard life, the, the affairs don't mean anything and so on. And perhaps his only consolation in life is that his son, Biff, idolizes him, thinks he's the best thing. But then Biff shows up at his hotel room and catches him with one of the ladies. And it's just this excruciating scene. At first, the father, Willie, he, he tries to swagger. You know, he's trying to uh, brush it off. And he says, now look, Biff, when you grow up, you'll understand all these things. And Biff, his son, is just staring at him. Just like this blank stare. And Willie, the father, he tries to, to, to bully his son a little bit and tells him to forget, just forget it, just forget the whole incident, saying that's, that's an order. But when Biff finally runs away, his son runs away, calls him a liar and calls him a phony little fake, 
Willie, the father, falls on his knees and his soul, it says, is stripped naked of all of his rationalizations that he's built up. And Tim Keller says, when I read that scene, I just shiver. I just shiver. All of his excuses simply kind of melt away before his son's guileness and his innocent eyes that can finally see things as they really are. And the father kind of just sputters and spins. But his cynicism and self-deceptions and false justifications, they all fall away. And he is left there soul naked before those honest eyes. Betrayal hurts. It does. Sin hurts. It causes destruction. I, I, I know this is tough. I know. But sometimes, I just got to say it again, sometimes the best healing happens on the other side of pain. Forgiveness doesn't change the past. It, it, it doesn't change what he did, what she did. It doesn't change what she said, what he said. It doesn't change the betrayal, but it changes your heart. It changes your soul. It changes your future. So what is forgiveness? It's giving to others the very same thing that God has given to us. So increase our faith, God. Increase our faith and Holy Spirit, just as I'm speaking into some, you know, maybe some significant pain today to anybody here and anybody that's watching online. I ask that you would do that what we cannot do and increase our faith to forgive. And we're just in God's presence hearing your word this morning. I, I, those of you that have been significantly betrayed you know, and maybe you're just wanting to take a step of faith this morning. You may not even feel it in your emotions this morning, but do you understand that this is the right thing to do? Or, there, or maybe there's others of you that would say, whether it is now or in the present or in the future, I just want more faith to offer what God's given me. Um, if that's your prayer today, increase my faith to forgive. Would you just raise your hands right now, all of us all around the room this morning? And I want us to pray this prayer together. You don't need to repeat it after me, but I'm just gonna give us the words to pray. And I just, I want you to put the heart to it. Let Holy Spirit just wash over us this morning. Let's pray this. God, I thank you, first of all, for a church of people that come prepared to hear your word, that come prepared to let Holy Spirit just do a healing work. God, please perform the spiritual surgery this morning in our hearts today. God, I, I just pray by faith that those who've been living in the pain of the past, maybe for a long time, that they would start to, to fade away and ask, uh, ask your forgiveness to just wash over us. That's what you do. Your forgiveness comes and it flows down. God, we know that it may not always be fair, but God, as we receive grace from you, help us to forgive others as you forgive us. And we know, God, that this may not change them, but it always changes us. So give us the faith this morning. God, increase our faith to forgive as you have forgiven us. Amen? Amen. So just as we keep on praying today, there, I know there's going to be some of you that feel the weight of something that you've done. 
Maybe somebody that you've hurt, someone that you've betrayed, someone, uh, something that you said or, or shouldn't have said or something you did or uh, you shouldn't have done. And some, somehow you've let somebody else down. You, so you feel the shame, you feel the weight, you feel the guilt. So let me just explain again as clearly as I can. The good news, the good news of the gospel is for God so loved you that he sent his son. That's it, Jesus, who never sinned. And he was perfect in every way. He, that whosoever, it says in scriptures, calls on his name would not perish, but they would receive eternal life. And so Jesus gave his son on a cross for our sins. God raised him up from the dead um, and his death created justice for us. He paid the price. And so now, now God can offer us what we don't deserve, right? His grace, his goodness, his, his faithfulness because of what Jesus did. Jesus paid the price and we get the forgiveness. And so those of you that are here this morning that would say, I need his grace and I need his forgiveness. And I just, I just, I don't know where I stand with God. I, I want to take that step this morning. I want you to call on Jesus this morning. Um, he forgives everything. He's the flow. That's where it comes from. That's where forgiveness comes from. And he's the same yesterday, today, forever. He forgives. He forgives. And he forgives. Our God is faithful and he is just to forgive. Um, to forgive us of all of our sins, all of our shortcomings, all of our unrighteousness. As far as it says, as far as the east is from the west, he'll separate them. And so he separates your sins from you. If that's your prayer this morning, just with every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, would you just lift your hands? We just want to pray with you. Not going to embarrass anybody. Yeah, if it's a re-surrender this morning, that's awesome. There's some hands going up this morning. Let's all pray this together. Repeat after me. Father God, I give you my life. All that is in me, I want to follow you. Let it start today. Thank you for coming to be my rescue. You are my God. And I will follow your heart. In your mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, let's celebrate this morning. God is good. Woo! All right. So um, here's what I, I want to do. If you prayed that prayer this morning, um, we have a website that you can go to. We have an altar team that is here. I'd encourage you, if you have the time, come up. They're going to be up here in just a minute. They would love to pray with you, talk with you, give you a Bible. But we do have a website, too, if you're watching online for next steps. We just want you to know that you are not alone, and we would love to, to walk the next steps with you to follow Jesus. There's nothing magical about that prayer, but this is just the beginning of following Jesus. That's all it is, following Jesus and all that he has for you. And he's good. He's good. He really is good. God is good. <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew you'd be ready for that. All right. He is. He is. You know, and today was kind of a tough conversation, but you know what? His grace covers it all. It does. He did, his love covers it all. And so I just want to encourage you, if you come, if you've come in a broken kind of place this morning, and I just know with a room full of this many people, there's probably some people that are walking through some significant betrayal this morning. Don't do it alone. Okay? Don't do it alone. 
come get connected, get, get, come on Wednesday nights, uh, get connected with a, a small group, get in a circle. It's easy to hide when you're in the rows. Not so when you get in a small group and you start sharing stories. It's people start knowing your life and they're praying for you. So let's do that, amen? All right, all right. Well, I, I want to pray so we can go have some hamburgers and hot dogs and support our youth ministry. <laughs> Father God, we just thank you for this time today. We thank you for your grace and for your goodness and for your love. God, I thank you that you shower us with forgiveness every time we mess up. Endless opportunities to come back to your grace because that's who you are. God, you are so, so, so good. We love you so much. In your mighty name we pray. Amen.